You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 42. I'm your host, Master Weight Loss Coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. And today and every Tuesday morning, I'm going to coach you and teach you exactly how to end your emotional eating, how to bust through your binges, and how to leave all your overeating habits in the past. So if you just found me, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back to your coaching session. Today, we're going to do part two of stress eating. What we're going to talk about today is all about how to disconnect your habit of eating when you feel stressed. Let's get ready to dive in. We have a lot to cover today. What we talked about, and if you want to go back and listen to it, it's episode 40 about stress eating. We talked about what it actually is. We talked about the mind-body connection that you may have conditioned in yourself. It's not automatic. Not everybody eats when they're stressed. Some people lose their appetite when they're stressed. But we talked about how to identify it in yourself, what it looks like for you. And we talked a little bit about how your feelings, your emotions, and eating got connected particularly when the feelings, the emotions are negative. And it may have come from your parents. It may have come from your upbringing, where if you were upset as a child, your family thought they were helping you by giving you a box of cookies or taking you out for ice cream. Because sweets and fatty foods do work pretty quickly to calm us down. You know, if you're watching television, you see commercials all the time urging you to have a beer, have some ice cream, have some chips. All these things are purported to make your day better. So the conditioning is all around us. We grow up, we grow to be adults, and we kind of just assume that when we feel bad, food is the answer. You know that's not true. But we're going to deconstruct those old thoughts today, and I'm going to give you a different way to look at stress so you can begin to disconnect it from your eating. When you are feeling the emotion of stress, it's really a combination of an emotion, a feeling that you feel in your body, but it starts in your brain and it comes from your thought. But with stress, it's also an actual physical sensation, not just a vibration in your body like other emotions may be, like scared or excited or happy, but stress will actually also make your heart beat faster, your breathing will be faster and more shallow. You will begin to feel physical sensations of anxiety. All of this comes when you have a thought. So something happens in your life and you think to yourself something like, I cannot handle this or I'm overwhelmed. Well, that situation that led to that thought, that creates a feeling, an emotion. When you think I can't handle this or I'm overwhelmed, those thoughts create an emotional feeling in you. That feeling is experienced in the case that we're talking about as stress. And that feeling is going to lead you to take an action. Well, in this case, the action that we're talking about is eating when you're not hungry, eating too much food when you're not hungry. It's different than a binge. 
it's emotional eating or stress eating. What happens if you don't learn to disconnect your stress, your stressful feelings in your eating? Well, as time goes on, that connection, every time you eat, when you feel that emotion, that's going to deepen and strengthen the connection. And what happens then is it may generalize to other feelings. It may spread, it may grow, and your emotional triggers may grow. So we don't want that to happen. I don't want that to happen for you. As the habit, if you keep responding to stress with food, the habit will grow, your weight will increase. And as you know, when you have extra weight on your body and you can't figure out what you're doing to create it, and it's trouble for you to figure out how to stop it, that's going to lead you to not feel so good about yourself. Your self-image is going to go down. It's not where you want to be. So we're going to talk about how to disconnect stress from eating in three different ways. So one way is in the moment, how to deal with your stress when you're already feeling it and you feel like eating. The second way is from a higher level, a higher plane, where you're not in it at the moment, but we can talk about it, where you're going to learn how to step back and take a look at the thoughts that are creating the stress. And the third way that we're going to talk about it is the real big picture, whereas you've heard me say before, you rise above your situation, you rise above your life, and you look down and you can see the bigger picture of what's happening, what's happening in terms of the circumstance, what's happening in terms of your thoughts, and what you do with the end result and how you take care of yourself. So let's dive into all three of those. So the first thing I want to look at with you is in the moment, let's assume that something happened in your world, in your life, and the way that you're looking at it, the story that you're telling yourself is creating the emotional feeling and the physical sensation of stress in you right now. I want you to look at what you can do right now when you're already in it. We're not talking preventative treatments. We're talking about how to deal with it right in the moment without eating food. So you can talk to somebody in your life about the situation that's going on. Take your focus away from what you usually do. You may feel a pull to eat something, but know that it's just a habit. Know that it's a suggestion from your lower brain. It's what you've always done. I know that it feels strong. I know that it feels compelling, but you still don't have to do it because the part of your brain that gets you to stand up, walk into the kitchen and open the fridge and grab some food, that part of your brain that controls your muscles is different from the part that's giving you the urge to eat. So when you're feeling stress and you get that strong suggestion, please know that it is still a suggestion and you are literally physically in control. So you might talk to somebody about what's going on. You might get some relief from writing about what's going on because when we put things on paper, we take them out of our head 
We put space in between you and your thoughts, and then you are able to see the situation a little more clearly and a little more objectively. You also could just buy yourself some time and go sit somewhere quiet, breathe peacefully, and look at and think about what's going on. Ask yourself questions as if you didn't really know, because when you're explaining to yourself what's happening, I would bet that more objectivity would come in. You might need sleep. When you have a stress reaction, your cortisol level goes up and sleep is very effective in helping it get back to normal. Or you might just need to rest. You might need to release some of the stress by doing something active, by doing something physical, or by being out in nature, which will take your mind away from what's happening and buy you some time to more objectively think about it. You might play music that's soothing. You might take a warm bath or a shower or sit in a hot tub if that's available to you. And hot tea also is known to lower your cortisol. So if you are dealing with stress that's already happening, it's a reaction that's already started, you want to take that little bit of space in between the feeling and the sensation and the food. And in between that space are all the things we just talked about that are options for you to do. Now let's look at the next level where I want you to step back and see your thoughts. So you need to get to a reasonably peaceful place before you can do this. I understand that when your heart's beating fast and your breathing is really fast and shallow, you're not going to be in a place where you want to examine what's going on. So get yourself peaceful, get yourself a little more calm, slow down your breathing, slow down your heart rate, and then let's look at your thoughts because your thoughts are a big part of what creates the stress, right? So look at the source. What is the thought that you're thinking? What just happened? What's the circumstance? What's the situation? And what is your thought about it? What can you control? Are you actually hungry, really physically hungry? If the answer is no, then you know that this is your opportunity to jump in and practice not doing what you've always done. Ask yourself, does the situation that's happening, does it require action right now or does it really not? Because if it doesn't, then that fight or flight response that you're creating in your body, it has nowhere to go. It's not needed. It's not helpful. So you want to really distinguish, is this a time that I need to do something or do I just need to look at what's happening? And then check in. How else can you look at the situation? Is there another choice? Is there another perspective that you could have? Remember, we've talked about perspective as the way that you're viewing something. And you can look at it in the moment of, do I need to take any action right now or no? Or you can rise up and look down at the situation and see the bigger picture and make a decision from there. What's going to happen? Let me take the broader view, the longer view. And is this really happening right now in your life? 
or is it stress coming from you thinking about a future situation? So I want you to look at that. So we've looked at how to deal with it in the moment, right? Then we're stepping back and we're looking at your thoughts that are creating it or contributing to it. Now, along with looking at your thoughts, I want you to think about, in my book, is a cost-benefit worksheet. And you can use it for many, many different things. But in this case, here's how I want you to look at it. I want you to look at the cost. What is it costing you to continue to do your stress eating? What is it costing you in terms of emotional distress, in terms of physical weight gain, in terms of feeling bad about yourself, feeling regret, feeling shame. We know all those things, right? You know why you want to stop stress eating. But then what I also want you to look at are the benefits of stress eating. Now, I know that you're thinking there's no benefits because if you're eating without hunger, you're either gaining weight or maintaining weight. But there are benefits and I want you to face them and look at them directly in the eye, straight on, because you need to acknowledge what you're going to be giving up. Be honest. So what are some of the benefits that I'm talking about of stress eating? Well, they distract you from whatever's going on. They take your mind off the problem that you're worrying about or stressing about and they put it on the fact that you're now overeating and you weigh more than you want to weigh. They distract you from the problem. They distract you from your uncomfortable feelings. The eating just takes you away and it suspends very, very briefly the bad feelings that you have from thinking about the situation in a stressful way. So in order to really focus on how much it's costing you, the price that you're paying if you continue to stress eat, in order to really see that and make a conscious choice that you don't want to do it, you need to also acknowledge those secret, somewhat hidden benefits of stress eating too. So as I said, be honest about it. Set goals about what you want to do and don't want to do, and then catch yourself. Let's look at the big picture, the third level where we rise above and look at the whole situation that is creating stress. And what I want you to do is to be able to rise above the situation and make more of a general life plan for yourself. So you could think, this is how I deal with stress. It's something that I want you to put in place before the situation comes up, before you have the reaction and definitely before you connect eating with feeling better. So what does that look like if you're looking at the big picture of how you want to prevent stress eating in your life? Well, I want you to think about how can you incorporate daily healthy self-care? What does that look like to you? You know, are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating when you're hungry? Are you taking care of your emotional life? Are you having enough alone time, enough time to reflect on your life, enough time with connection with people that you care about that care about you? Are you taking care of your body and your mind? All the different ways that we've talked about self-care 
that are very individual, but it's got to be something that's ongoing, daily, healthy self-care. I want you to be in the habit of expressing your feelings. That helps you release stress. Stay connected to yourself. Give yourself pleasure in different ways. Possibly keep a food journal voluntarily. It's not a punishment just to help you look at your hunger. I don't want you to walk through life being constantly restricted and hungry and notice the connection that you've created on an ongoing basis between your emotions and your hunger or just your emotions and food. Be aware of your triggers. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to run away from things, but just be aware of what they are and how they show up in your life. So that's it for the subject today. Stress eating is a big subject. It's not something that you're going to be able to get rid of in one day or in one hour. But the more aware you are of where it comes from and the more aware you are of what it looks like for you, how it plays out in your life, the better you will become at catching it, noticing it before you go into it. Remember that dealing with stress with food is simply a habit, like many, many things we all do related to food. It's a habit that you've created. And the good news is any habit you've learned can be changed, can be unlearned and can be replaced. So keep me posted on how you're doing. I'm getting some beautiful letters I'm going to do a podcast talking about some of the issues that my listeners have written to me about. And I'm also thinking about asking for volunteers, if you're interested, for anybody who would like to be coached on the air. And it would be anonymous, of course. We would totally protect your identity. But if you would like to experience coaching, you and I can talk about it. Just email me, go to the show notes, let me know what your situation is, and we can put together a date to, to talk about it if it feels comfortable for you. So that's it for now. This is your coach reminding you that as you search for an answer, keep it real, just like you. And I will see you next week. <music>